Episode number 323, Highlights from Salt 21, Part 1. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Hey guys, we're hanging out at Salt 21 in Nashville. If you got to make it to Salt this year and we got a chance to talk to you, thanks so much for stopping by our booth. It was great to meet you. And that's what we love about doing conferences like Salt. And by the way, if you haven't been to, uh, to Salt, this is a great conference for church media and production folks, uh, worship, uh, production, like I said, communications. If you're in any of those areas of ministry, this is a great conference to come to. My friend Luke McElroy runs this conference. He has a great team uh, of people that, that put this conference on every single year. Uh, there's a great group of main stage speakers as well as breakout sessions. Uh, Steve Dirks from our team uh, and myself will be leading a workshop this week on how to set up an online broadcast studio uh, and some tips for your online hosts. So we're really excited about that. And like I was saying, uh, what's great about doing these conferences is meeting you and talking uh, with you and seeing what God's doing at your church and through, uh, through your church and through your community. Uh, so it's, it's just been a blessing over the last few months to get to interact with you guys. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Uh, we've just had a blast meeting and, and, uh, and talking with you. All right, this week and next week on the podcast, we're gonna be sharing interviews that we did while we were here at SALT this week. So we're gonna jump right into those interviews uh, for this week right after this. Check this out. Hey guys, Grant here from the 1230 Media Team. I wanna let you know about our blog at 1230.media. We have over 600 articles on the site categorized by your ministry area, meaning you can jump to articles on church media or production, worship, communications, service planning, and more. Free training to help you make Sunday happen. Start learning today. It's all at 1230.media slash blog. That's 1230.media slash blog. Hey guys, I'm hanging out with Dennis Choi. Dennis, you are the production director at Saddleback uh, at the Lake Forest campus, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you kind of oversee all the, the uh, production uh, yeah. crews at, at each campus, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. Tell me a little bit about what you're job looks like week in week out yeah uh, a lot of it's obviously preparing for the weekend services uh, we're currently um, outside uh, we're renovating our worship center so we've been doing a lot of services outside under a massive uh, structure tent structure yeah. and then we'll be moving inside um, soon yeah and so you are using covid time to kind of uh, do some renovations inside yeah and we did like that, yeah. Right? yeah yeah we took our side if you've ever been to saddleback these massive glass doors on each side walls and we turned them into doors that will move up so it's really an open air indoor outdoor mm. venue gotcha yeah all right so here at salt uh 21 you're yeah. you're doing two different workshops uh, so I want to hit on both of those. One of them is on teenagers in tech and yeah. how to use teens um, to accomplish uh, production uh, stuff. So give me a little bit of an overview yeah. of what that works yeah, about. Well, I, I hope we don't have to convince people that you should be utilizing and having teens on your team. I mean, they're probably the most tech savvy that right. we know of, right? They're right. growing up in a culture. But so if you're not convinced of that, that'll be part of the session is right. to convince you. Uh, but if you are convinced, then yeah, I think it's just understanding uh, teens and how their minds work. 
Yeah. Um, and there's so many, even some of their mindset, like, uh, I don't know if teens truly understand the concept of serving. They, they want to jump in and play with equipment and technology and all these things. And mm. so at some point, what, what typically happens is if you have somebody that started as a teen and they grow up doing this role of tech, at some point they're like become an adult right. and then you're maybe paying them and hiring them and they've never understood the calling right. of serving. The why behind Yeah, and so it's, some of that is, is infusing that early you yes. know, just helping them understand. They're not gonna. Good. They're not gonna probably understand their calling yet. They're yeah. pretty young, learning that. But but some of that is part of the process of teens. So let's walk through some pros and cons of using teens. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's hit on pros first. Obviously, we talked about tech savvy. Te- that they might get it faster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what are some yeah. other pros? I think uh, teens are typically risk takers. They'll take more mm-hmm. risks than than, and they're not set Willing in their ways. Yeah, they try something, and if it doesn't work, oh, you know, kind of a thing. Um, they they um, you know typically have uh, um, uh, um, really a lot of time availability, mm-hmm. right? For them most, and they're not set in their ways. There's maybe you have somebody that's right. been in production for right. a long time. I've always here. done it. I'm not yeah. going to change. This, this is, is how mine. I do it. It works. I tried everything else. I'll never try anything new again because I've tried everything. Mm-hmm. Where teens like, I could try. I'll try anything. It yeah. don't matter, right? Yeah. So that's some of the the positive things when you bring on teens on on your team. So give me the negative. Yeah, I think negatively there's a couple things. I think teens need a little more hand holding. I think I mean ADD is not. You know, you throw that around loosely because it's used so often by people that, oh, this guy has ADD. But really, there's attention span and focus, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so uh, if, if you leave them unattended, sometimes they can lose their focus. Right. Um, there's also this, uh, this I call the video game mentality, like there's no reality, right? You can die right. 25 times. Well, in, in a mm-hmm. live production, you can you can play with stuff live and like, no, not really. We're live. You can't you gotta <laughs> right. be careful what you're adjusting, right? Because there's no, there's a the sense of understanding reality and what's happening currently and how it affects other things right now, mm. right? So there's mm. there's some of that uh, that you have to, to help understand with the team. Is that, then that goes back to our why, helping them establish why they're serving right. and things like that, right? right? Yeah, well, absolutely. Walk, walk that out a little bit more. Yeah, so the why is really is about the, the serve. Um, I do a thing with, uh, you know, put two words on the board, serve and fair, and I put an equal sign in between. And and we just talk about that, serve and fair. Is it, is it is that Are those equal words? And at the end, most people realize, no, they're not equal. You put a line through that because serve doesn't equal fair. But if that's what you assume, then you're always going to be disappointed when you're serving. So it's understanding a calling of sacrifice and what you're getting into and doing what you do in in your world and understanding what you do, right? And not trying to compare yourself to the outside world because production is a different animal than you know, a, a graphics designer yep. or a worship leader or a right. children's worker, right? There's different uh, expectations and things that are placed on a production person. You know, first in, last light, our, our good friend Todd talks yeah, about, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And that's absolutely true. You're usually the last person out, turn the lights off, right? Yes. And sometimes that doesn't look fair. Why doesn't everybody? So it's understanding that, trying to develop, there's a, a calling and a role, and everybody has a different role. You know, it's the hands and feet, you yeah. know, versus the head and eyes and yeah. ears, right? How do you deal with. Um, loud tractors yeah. going by during an interview. How oh, do you yeah, deal yeah. with that? Uh, <laughs> all right, how do you deal with uh, teenagers who you know that they're going to leave after a few yeah. years and yeah. you're going to have to constantly right. you know, add more people to your team? Yeah, I think that some of that is um, part of utilizing teens is that you have to expect some of that. They're not all going to catch this vision of this is where I want to be. I want to be the best at this and learn it and do it for Jesus. Some will go, this was a cool place to learn some stuff. I want to go you know, out to mm-hmm. the world. My job is not that, it's to, to teach them about calling mm-hmm. and go, if you choose that, if you, if you feel like God's calling you to be a part of something like this, then you'll stay. Others yeah. becomes a training ground. 
and, and, and hopefully someday they realize, oh, they learned, oh, wow, this is, yeah, if I'm going to help at another church, it's about a calling, not just pushing the buttons and the faders. Good. But, so in line with that, you're doing another workshop on how to build great teams. And one thing that I love that we, we've talked about is that it's it involves culture, mm-hmm. not just pushing the button, yeah. not just moving the fader, right. uh, that it's about creating a culture. So talk to me, give me a little yeah. bit of overview of that. Uh, yeah, I think most, uh, most teams in general, uh, but especially a church production team, uh, they don't realize that they've created a culture. Just by, you know, you, you might have, um, have magically created one by pulling a couple people together when you started production, right? Oh, right. and there's this cool culture, this healthy energy, but then the team grows and you add another person and they bring their own piece of culture to that. And then another, another. Pretty soon you look and go, oh, this team look, feels really different. Maybe it's unhealthy. Maybe it has these things because nobody was actually driving the culture at some point. Good. Right? Yep. And so it can happen organically, but then it, but then at some point someone has to start steering the ship and what, is it a culture of serving? Is it yep. a culture of being, of sacrifice, right? Yep. And so it's understanding that is the, is the key to being a healthy team. There's a lot of other practical things, you know, Carl, that we can do, you know, communications and vision casting and all these things. But for me, the root is always going to fall back into what culture you created or yep. what culture you're steering that you that you inherited, right? Sometimes we inherit something and we don't right. know, and then we have to steer it. Change it. And sometimes we don't deal with steering it. We deal with just, you know, all the other pieces of trying to build a healthy team, right? Right. And we don't realize that the culture is going to drive so much of that. So I'll tell you a story and see if you agree yeah. with this. I've, I've mentioned this to our audience before in that when I started serving at New Spring Church, one of the campuses there, I'd walk into the production room and the lights would be off. And during a sermon, everybody would be kind of uh, mm-hmm. over on their phone playing Angry mm-hmm. Birds or mm-hmm. whatever. And I, I had to realize, okay, I am responsible for changing that yeah. culture Absolutely. of, you know, we sit in the back corner and don't talk to each other kind yeah. of thing. So I, you know, during the message, I'd turn the lights on. We created a space out. I would put playing cards and board games and mm-hmm. food and right. like, and I realized what turned the switch in me is it's uh, that's on me yeah. as the staff member, mm-hmm. as the leader to set that culture mm-hmm. and and change it and steer absolutely. it. Absolutely. So t- tell me how that sits yeah, with you. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's right, Carol. I think you learned early on as a leader, you need to take responsibility for that. You need the rest of your team, at least your staff or people, key people to get catch on catch that fire and get on board because yeah. you, you're not going to be the only one being able to do it forever. Right. Right. So right. you have to create that model. Yes. It, and Correct. then those go next time there's a new person comes in. Hey, our culture is when we get in here, let's, we're going to have some fun. We're going to hang out with each other. We're going to focus on some things. Right. It also right. goes hand in hand with spiritual things. Right. And Very so I think, point. I think in the production world, we tend to, we, ignore is too strong of a word mm-hmm. i think i think we just forget about Diminish. it yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's yeah. because we're at a church we're at a church it's like well everybody's already spiritual you right. should have your own spiritual time right. Right? right and at one at some point i think as a as a production staff at a church we should ask that question and go deep with each of us on our team otherwise yes. it gets neglected not on purpose, but yeah. it just gets neglected. Do you think there's a piece of it too that Sunday's game day, right? Mm-hmm. So Sunday is we got to make Sunday happen. Yeah. And so we're so focused on you know okay I got to get this the worship set done and the lyrics right and the duh, and here's the task right. that we don't either that's during the week or during downtimes of a Sunday morning. Yeah. Don't focus on the on the spiritual. Absolutely. Are we so focused on that? Yeah, I think so, and I think that's a great point, Carl, because I think what happens on the weekends we get focused on the task 
of operating and creating a weekend and we forget the whole reason why we're doing it mm -hmm. right and so that faith piece and, and asking mm -hmm. god to be a part of what you do as opposed to blessing it at the end or afterwards right so or like good. oh it was a great service thanks lord it's like so no, help us create this yeah. father come into yeah. this with us yeah. right as it you're the you're the power it's not our own strength yeah. So I think we, as, especially in skilled areas, right? This happens yeah. all the time, is we rely on our own strength. Like yeah. God can make you mix that better. He can if you ask him, right? Yes. You can mix it pretty good, but God can make it even better if you ask him, right? Yeah. And, and so, but we often rely on our own strength to do that. So I'm gonna throw out an idea that I use. I wanna get your opinion on yeah. this and see if there's other ideas that you had along this, this line is when I would direct a service. Mm. <clears throat> so I'm on the calm. Everybody is, you know, waiting for my uh, cues during that countdown so five minute countdown we're, we're running that everybody's in place at five minutes yeah at three minutes two minutes into the uh countdown i pray on calm mm -hmm. and ask for you know god to use our hands yeah, and you yeah. set the stage right. uh for that uh i think that works in conjunction with the culture works with you know just kind of keeping the spiritual element yeah. at the yeah. forefront yeah what do you think about that and other ideas it's a terrible idea carl yeah. praying is terrible we don't do that <laughs> uh, you know carl you actually you said something that it really hit me in this season is that I think we um, we pray about everything. You know, it's almost sort of automatic. Yeah, not like, rote. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, but. but I think there is should be a, a conscious level. Prayer keeps Jesus in the forefront. Yeah. No matter how many times you do or not do it, it's still a way to go. God, we're throwing this up to you. Yeah. And I I've been convicted of I, I've started you know rehearsals and different things without praying, and I'll get one of my productions like, hey, hey, we haven't prayed yet, and yeah. I'm like. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, That's but I think fault. you make a good point that it shouldn't be a routine. I mean, even though we might say, you know, hey, during the countdown we pray, it's not a, you know, God bless the the food. <laughs> yeah, you right, know, right. kind of like yeah. this is what we say every time. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's specific. Yep. Um, you know, and so uh, so yeah, I think prayer prayer is definitely a, a piece. Um, I, I, one thing I talked to to Rob Mortensen, who's on your yeah. your team at Saddleback, yeah. and one thing that that uh, that you guys do that I, I love that that I did some of is have a a system to know the spiritual steps of my volunteers. So mm -hmm. I know that they uh, are saved. I know that they've uh, been baptized. I know that they're in a small group. Yeah. I have some type of system. Right. Uh, I just use spreadsheets. But you, have, you guys have, a, a, I think, a thing that you wrote or something like yeah, that, right? Yeah, Tell there's a healthy church is a yeah, kind of our backbone yeah. of our database yeah. in it. And it, and so if you know anything about Saddleback, it's exactly what you said there is a whole structure of of class 101 yeah. and and being baptized and um, you know understanding what tithing is and giving and being in a small group. And so it's it's great because it's laid out pretty pretty easily and right. we can track that we can go right. back and go oh you took class of 101 which right. talks about things hey they, hey you know yeah. how did baptism go right you know how did hey, but i was always amazed at like <clears throat> have you you know you assume that everybody is yes. one a believer and two totally. been baptized and yeah. maybe in a small group yeah. like it's kind of an assumption yeah uh, but when i started drilling it i was amazed at like okay you're you're not even a believer, right. or, or you haven't been baptized. And we got to celebrate together as a team. Yeah. But but it took us leaning into the spiritual aspect. Absolutely. And and celebrating as a team that yeah. even team yeah. members are. Yeah. But yeah, I, you know, you walk in kind of an assumption that okay, this is a you, you this do. is done. But you know, it may uh, not be the case. Yeah. The the sad thing is most churches um, we really praise skill, right? If you're really so good, good at something, yeah. 
hey, come on this console or get in this behind this light uh -huh. and start doing your thing. And yeah. we forget to ask the first question. Right. It doesn't, you know, no matter what journey you're on in your spiritual world, it's okay. But we forget to ask that very first question. Like, right. hey, how are you doing with God? Right. You know, you're coming to Saddleback, you're coming to where, yeah. least, whatever. Hey, how, what drew you to the church? How, right. why, you, do you right. love what we're doing, right? Right. You love Jesus, you're, you're experiencing him, cool. Yeah. We also have this really cool team you can help, right? right? But we're enamored with skill and we go, wow. Oh, look at your you resume. Think it, right. Do you think it's sometimes a lack of, mm. like I'm so after, I need volunteers yes. so bad that, oh, oh, a fresh body Absolutely. that can do. Absolutely. And we plug them in and sometimes that could be a recipe for burnout quickly or, yep. you know. What, what, it, it, absolutely. I mean, every church needs more skilled people. There's no question. Yep. You'll never have enough. Right. right. Every church right. Here, you fill right. the roster, but well, you're right. still going to need more. Right? right. So I totally understand that. I think, and this is going to sound harsh but I think sometimes it's a lack of faith, right? Because yes. we go, well, let's go, let's go hire or grab or contract, them, right. right? Instead of going like, God, who are you going to bring to us? Right. I right. have faith that you will deliver the right. right people that need to serve on our team. Right. Like, let's start there, <laughs> right? Right. First, and then people start showing up and you go, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was amazed by that. I was teaching a workshop a few weeks ago at a conference. And that's one thing that I talked about when, when building teams is start, start with prayer. Like I have my, my positions that I, that I have and I'm starting to, the first thing in recruiting or inviting new volunteers is to pray. Yep. Pray for God to fill those positions yep. with who right, he wants right. there. And so I did a Q&A and somebody said, well, we can pray, but, you know, do they have a background yeah. check? Or whatever? I'm like, well, hang on. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to skip over yeah. prayer. Like, right. it's, it's not. Yeah, it's amazing, Carl, because, I mean, the same God that parted the Red Sea is the same God that can bring skilled people to your team. Right. But we only call on him when things are really bad, right? right? Instead of just, the, right. hey, this is a daily thing I need. I right. need an audio person. Hey, I need a, a lighting person. I need somebody right. that fits in our culture. Right. Father, help, help me find that person. It's amazing. Like, I'll do the work, he, right? Just right. help me find the person and, right. and bring them to us, right? And it's, yeah. it's that. It's calling on the power of what we have. In a, yeah. in a God that has raised Jesus. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like this power that's there, but we don't, yeah. we don't, we call it last. Well, so. as we, as we close, give me one or two things that in your years of serving in ministry and production specifically, that you would either encourage a younger guy mm. or just one thing that you've learned that like, man, I learned this the hard way. I wish I knew that yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't have time to talk about my whole story of, of burnout and, and where, how I've come, but but for me, it's, it's kind of what I talked about earlier. I mean, it's really understanding that it's a calling. Ministry is a calling. And there is a sacrifice. Uh, you use this, there's different ways. That you, there's a sacrifice of praise, right? You've heard that verse before. Uh, and it's, it, this isn't the actual connotation of how it's used. But I, I really look at that verse and go, that, that word, sacrifice of praise. And that we really need to sacrifice a lot of things in different areas of ministry. We all have our own sacrifices. And I think production, there is a sacrifice, especially the, the, the profile and the makeup of a guy like you and me who are hard workers, really loyal, don't complain, yeah. right? That just put your head down, get stuff done, never, and at the end of the day, all those are great qualities end up hurting you and burning you out. Right? If yes. no one's going to check on if you, you don't right? If you don't boundaries. check on, no, yeah. right? If you don't have boundaries and you don't have the spiritual health check in you, mm -hmm. right? So they're great qualities that can also be damaging. Mm -hmm. 
and I think I see it over and over again, especially in the production world, because they're yep. they're not understood. They don't know what right. it does. They don't know what it takes to do a sound check, or to fix that speaker that's not working. That's not just go oh turn this back on right. right. It's there's troubleshooting. That could take hours, mm -hmm. and and it's okay. People don't aren't supposed to understand. Right? Senior pastors yeah. aren't supposed to understand our roles, right? right. That's right. our role. Right. But then we have to have the self check. We have to self manage ourselves mm -hmm. and I, I think if you don't learn that early on you will burn out yeah and then you'll learn and then you'll learn how to self-manage right? right but before right. you get there if you can if you can understand self-manage boundaries healthy time spiritual health yeah. I think that's a, go the long term Good. for you well thanks so much for your time man yeah I really appreciate it absolutely yeah thanks introducing monthly custom media plans from 1230 media affordable no contract monthly plans for custom graphic design and video for your church Custom sermon series designs, announcement graphics, social media graphics, sermon bumpers and trailers, promotional videos, countdowns, church announcement videos, and more. Choose between custom graphics, custom video, or graphics and video plans. Harness the power of a full creative team every month to serve your church or ministry with plans starting at only $600 per month. Join hundreds of churches using 1230 Media to transform your worship experience. Get started today at 1230.media slash pricing. That's 1230.media slash pricing. If you are a church or ministry or curriculum provider, uh, an artist, uh, in need of custom graphics and video, we would love for you to come to us for that and partner uh, with us. We would love to supply that uh, for you, just like we've done for SALT uh, and other conferences. And to get your project started, just go to 1230.media slash custom. That's 1230.media slash custom. Hey guys, I'm hanging out with my friend Jared from Easy Worship. Jared, talk to me about some big picture features of easy worship why should i use it in my worship experience absolutely so uh a few of the biggest features that we're offering right now is we have some really incredible live streaming capability in our software um, with the permeation of covid um, churches are really looking to ramp up their their presence online and make accessible services for everybody both you know in the actual physical location and online. So um, we've really focused these past two years on bringing those live streaming features to our customers um, at like our base lowest cost available, like on the market to anybody. Um, some of the other super cool features we have are alternate output. So you can actually, um, you can present one thing in your presentation in the church and then something that uh, looks different to your live stream. So if you want to present you know, video content uh, on on your live stream, you can do that while not shooting it up to the front of house. Or maybe there's a camera shot, a person that you can't show, want to show something, video on the right. online and right. camera shot in the live, that kind of thing. Typically what that looks like is uh, just shooting lyrics up to the front of house monitors so everybody can sing along and then the live stream has that, that camera, camera with shot. lyrics overlaid on the bottom of Got it. it. So. Tell me about some of the, you mentioned live stream. Tell me about some of the, uh, drill into some details there. Okay. Uh, so I'm a church that obviously the last year is maybe either uh, I'm, I'm online for the first time or it's pushed me forward. 
Um, so tell me some things that Easy Worship can do to help me with my live For stream. For sure. So um, we have completely built into our platform uh, just in instantaneous live stream integrations to like OBS or vMix or Wirecast. Um, so you just do your direct capture from Easy Worship right into one of those platforms and you can stream to Facebook or YouTube or wherever you're you know, wherever your congregation typically watches. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, it's super easy. It's uh, like, like everything we do, I mean, it's kind of built into the name to be super user-friendly, super intuitive. So um, Dan, guy standing off camera, does all of our tutorials. He did a really awesome video on it here recently. And it's just, you point and click and you're done. Now you guys recently kind of released some new features and stuff, right? So tell yep. me about some of the new. So um, I already kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, our most recent, our most recent feature release was uh, Easy Worship 7.3, yep. um, which included alternate output, which is like our customer base has been so stoked to have that out. Yep. Um, and it's been out for about a month and a half now. And we've gotten some really strong user feedback on that. Um, a couple of the other things we included in that release was a shapes engine upgrade. So you can kind of, it's almost like a, uh, it's almost like an Adobe product in Easy Worship. So you can kind of build your own graphics, uh, sort of like a creative suite in our platform. So um, we've had designers reach out and say that the tool is really intuitive and really easy to use. It's really cool. Um, and we actually have some of that stuff here with us where we, we have somebody who have, who's made like some cool designs yeah. and motion graphics. and. Um, those are two of the bigger ones. Mainly still slides or can I do motion stuff? In yeah, you can absolutely well? do motion, uh, motion graphics in there. Um, and it, one, of the, one of the fun things is kind of messing, messing with overlays and motion graphics in there. And you can just do some super cool stuff in there. I'm not a, I'm not a creative, so it yeah. always blows my mind seeing what people create in there. Tell me about some of the library features. Obviously, I want to build my song library and make that super easy to go grab a song, pull it in and already be ready. Give me some features that the library has. Sure, so um, I, I, think, I think a couple other people would probably be able to speak to this better than I could, but um, our library is super easy to use, located at the bottom of every window. Um, it's, it's basically just the repository of all information. We have it segmented, so you can have all of your songs in one place, um, all of your media in another place, and you can kind of create your own collections and um, folder systems in there. Um, so. It, typically, it's made to to for like use over time. So, so what our customers will do is like they'll create these collections and themes of their own media that they're like, oh, this is our go-to for right. fall, and we'll start, right. you know, building our schedule with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, those repositories and databases are super easy to use, um, and it's like pretty much click and drag. If you want to pull something in and you've already, you know, you've downloaded a piece of media or paid for it before, you can just click and drag that and it's in your library forever. So tell me about some of the, you're mainly uh, sales for the organization, right? You do a lot of interaction uh, with the clients on the ground? So um, I'm actually just a support and communications manager. We okay. don't actually have like a sales team. Okay. Um, okay. I, don't, I don't, probably shouldn't <laughs> go super, too super deep on like our yeah. sales model, but like, People have just tend to flock to us and, yeah. you know, just pick up a Sage software because it's a really good, like, fit for their, you know, fit for their organization, for their church. Um, so I'm the support communications manager. I manage uh, a team of about seven people um, and that they range from tech support to sales support to the people who are actually onboarding customers. Um, and then I help out with marketing and then they also 
ship me over here to the trade shows to talk to people, make friends. Yeah, I know we've we've hung out at a at a couple of these lately. So tell me about some of the the support stuff that you've heard from clients. Okay. What are they wanting? What are yeah. you uh, what yeah. are they really excited about? There's some really, really large low-hanging fruit for us um, that's kind of been on the table uh, for a very long time. That would be our Mac version. Um, obviously, like having, having a Windows exclusive product has been uh, one of those things where we had to give away quite a lot of market share uh, in the church tech industry just because like... You didn't have a Mac option. Exactly. And yeah. it, it's something where, you know, there, there are workarounds to that in like using... Um, boot like using boot camp on a mac but still it's just not going to be as intuitive as just using a windows pc and does that make people like kind of flock to using vmix and stuff like that to it's pc oriented uh that's a good question I, i'm not i haven't heard a lot about that um okay. i think i think most of our customers when it comes to live streaming specifically tend to use obs because it's like the right. most you know the most prolific one that's spread the most far yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've also heard good things about VMix and Wirecast. Yeah. Um, but in terms of other like low-hanging fruit or things that we hear on the support side, um, I would say the Mac version's probably the just just the biggest. And I mean, especially at conferences, we hear that all the time. Yeah. Uh, but it, and we've been saying it since 2011. But we're working on it, uh, and it's yeah. it it's it will be here with the next. From from what we're told from the development team, it'll be here with the next um, like major release of yeah. Easy Worship. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, you guys do such a great job, and really appreciate all that you do for the kingdom. I know that uh, a lot of times people see that software is kind of way off. I, I don't know who's in charge of what. I love how you guys are so um, just responsive. Yeah. You, could, you know, people can call you right there. So give us a little bit of that. How can yeah. I get in touch with so you? So that's that's uh, that's honestly one of our biggest selling points is that like all of our customer service is based in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Like every everyone there is like, you know, Native American, not, not Native Americans, but like they're native from so, the United American. States. Yeah. yeah. And so they all speak English like very fluently. Like, yeah. you, you know, you're getting one of seven tech support people. And so yeah. They're these relationships that kind of bud over time, which is super cool to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just really incredible to see uh, kind of these relationships that are built between the customer and the support team. And Because I mean, they're like, hey, I talked to Dan during the onboarding training. And then I talked to Leslie during like, she was getting my account set up. And then I talked to this person when I was like running into some, uh, like my hardware shut down for some reason. Right. So. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the cool things about us is we're we're very personable, like we're very transparent too. I mean, we yeah. we we give a lot more information than a lot of yeah. people care to know sometimes, and yeah. um, we we really do care about our customers, and yeah. and we we try to do everything we can to go above and beyond, and being communicative and being very clear, um, and then also just being really caring and understanding and. Like understanding that like, hey, a church is a business, but also like, like you said, like our goal is to further the kingdom and to enable churches to really reach their audience as well as they can. And yeah. sometimes easy worship isn't a great fit for that. And you know, we're, we can be comfortable saying like, our goal is to equip churches as effectively as possible. And if yeah. that's not us, yeah. awesome. 
like. We hope you get what you need. So we have a great partnership with you guys. One thing that you guys have launched recently is your premium library yeah. of media content. Yeah. So you've had a media store where I can go on and get media content a la carte. Absolutely. Uh, and we produce a lot of the content that's in, in yep. the library. Um, but you've moved to a premium model as well. Well, I can get a la carte and a subscription. Yeah. Tell, tell me about that. Yeah, so um, we like you said, I, we just released our premium, uh, our premium plan. It, it comes with a few other premium features in addition to the, premium li uh, the media library like you're mentioning. Um, so there are like over 40,000 pieces of media content in the a la carte library. Yeah. And then there's around, I think like 6,500-ish in our premium media library that anybody who purchases gets access to. Right. Unlimited downloads, much as you want, just right. gobble it up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been, we've been seeing some really great numbers. Uh, I was, I, frankly, I was really surprised and yeah. before we even started marketing it, we just you know, threw it up on our website and if anybody wants to, they can choose this option. And like the pickup on it was like, it, it blew my mind. Yeah. So uh, it's Great. definitely something that um, our market and the churches have been asking for. Yeah. And so it's been really cool, especially to see like the really incredible creators and what they've been bringing to that. And yeah. uh, the partnerships that we've built with those creators, like you guys especially, has just been really impactful to see. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much for of your course, partnership, man. man. Thanks for the time. You're the man. Thanks. Hey guys, I'm hanging out with Matthew Potter. Matthew, we met a few weeks ago in Dallas at CFX. Man, I loved getting to know you. Uh, you founded uh, or part of foundingpray.com yeah. um, and the, the app there. Tell us a little bit about the app and uh, how many downloads you guys are seeing and what all is in the app. Yeah, uh, absolutely, I can do that. Uh, I've got some incredible co-founders, Steve Gatina, Mike Lynn, and Ryan Beck. Uh, we started Pray.com about five years ago. Uh, really, it's been an incredible journey. We have 10 million downloads of the app. Uh, last I checked, we have 2.5 million monthly active users, uh, and we're just accelerating growth faster than ever with 42 million shares of the app outside the app. So that's someone you know putting their stamp of approval, saying, "Hey, I." believe in pray.com I'm gonna share it with a friend we've had that happen 42 million times outside of the pray.com app which is pretty incredible and this is audio content yeah. so it's pastors it's uh, give, give me the content that's within the app yeah absolutely so pray.com is the number one app for daily prayer and faith-based audio content we've hit number one in the app store in 125 countries around the world the content in the app is we've got podcasts from pastors radio shows from pastors, daily devotionals, meditative prayers. We also have some Pray Original content, which is our Bible bedtime stories, biblical sagas, and all of our kids' Bible stories, where we've taken the Bible from Genesis to Revelations and created a cinematic audio show, like scripted as an entertainment show, the Bible, from Genesis to Revelations in those three formats. Awesome, man. Yeah. So, so give me a sense of what you're seeing uh, pastors and, and people that are using the app. Uh, what are they listening to the most? What are they gravitating to the most? And the reason why I'm getting at this is I want to know, I want pastors to know what content they should think about creating. Yeah. Uh, and so what, what, are, what people are listening to, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a great question. So as far as our Pray Original content, people love our Bible bedtime stories and they listen to them at night before they go to bed. 
Um, it's kind of been a replacement for the news, right? A lot of people used to fall asleep watching the television. Uh, right now, you know, the world is kind of crazy right now. And so they want to hear their favorite Bible stories in a format that helps them fall asleep at night. So our Bible bedtime stories are very popular. Uh, also, what's very popular is Pray Radio. Uh, so it's a radio show format and pastors are hitting on specific felt needs. Okay. So whether it's you know, prayers for healing or prayers for finances or relationships. We saw, you know, over COVID-19 relationships were uh, in turmoil. And so things that help bring people together in their relationships, not with, not just with Christ, but with their spouse uh, are listened to a lot right now in the app. So I know one thing that we've talked about is on Sundays, you kind of rotate through different pastors yeah. on Sundays. Talk to me about that some. Yeah, so we have uh, in the app, we have Pray Radio and Pray Radio is uh, different pastors and their radio shows, sermons or podcasts being put in a linear format. Pray Radio is getting over 200,000 weekly listeners, uh, which has been incredible. And we take some of those sermons or stories that pastors are telling and we eventize it in the app on a Sunday service. So some of our Sunday services have had over 5 million impressions uh, with some of our pastors, and we play those sermons all on a Sunday for users to come in and listen. Well, who are some of the pastors that you guys have, have on the app? So we have, in, we have incredible pastors uh, working with us right now, um, like Tim Keller, Tony Evans, uh, Jack Graham, Andrew Farley, Ed Young, Dr. Ed Young, um, his dad, right? Um, and uh, Chip Ingram from Living on the Edge, Richard Ellis, uh, just uh, some amazing people. And then also um, the people who took over Adrian Rogers' ministry. Yeah. Um, he passed away, but some incredible people from Love Worth Finding reached out to us and uh, we've added uh, Adrian Rogers into Pray Radio as well. So it's really been yeah. amazing. And they've believed in Pray.com since the beginning and we're just distributing their content to our big audience. Yeah. So tell me some things that, that you're passionate about. What, what gets you up in the morning when it relates to sharing this type of content through the app? So what really gets me up in the morning, um, besides feeling like I'm living my purpose, something happened uh, to me. I had started a company before Pray.com. We built over 6,000 apps in the app store uh, over 12 years. We were doing extremely well, but I felt like I lost my purpose. Yeah. And God really gave me this incredible providential opportunity to meet my co-founder, Steve Gatina, And he gave me the ability to merge my passion with my skill. And that gets me up in the morning. But what keeps me up at night is just not growing fast enough. We are growing so fast, but I want the app to reach everyone in the world. And really, uh, you know, the stories of the people yeah. who call into our customer support or leave us reviews. Yeah. One in particular that hit me really hard. I had a woman call in. It was her second bout with stage four cancer. And she listens to the app, our biblical sagas, while she's in the chemo chair, recovering from her second bout of cancer. And she uses the stories to calm herself down while she's sitting there for four hours at a time. It's a really stressful time for her. And, you know, the fact that we're able to connect people to the Bible and to all of these incredible stories that happened in the Bible when they're in the most trying times of their lives. 
really that's what keeps me up at night that we haven't reached all of those people. Right. So you have had tremendous success in, in using applications to reach people. So encourage a pastor, worship leader, tech guy. What is the importance of using technology to reach people with the gospel? Yeah, I mean, there's more, I forget where I read this stat, but there's more smartphones on the planet than toothbrushes. So, uh, you know, reaching people with applications, uh, it's, it's not in the future, it's today, yeah. right? And so if you're a tech guy at a church and you're trying to reach people like the woman that I talked about who's sitting in the chemo chair yeah. or, you know, the guy in the military who rode in who was thinking about committing suicide and didn't because he got connected to a pastor on pray.com, the best way is is really just adding content into pray.com and partnering with us and letting us distribute your content. Um, so, so yeah. Say I'm a pastor. What's the best way to keep up with weekly content? So sometimes, you know, the, it might be obviously the, the Sunday morning sermon. We can use that and piece that, chop that up into podcasts or whatever. Yeah. But I, I know that you have ad additional uh, authors and, and people that supply other content. So the, I guess the question is that, that we hear a lot is how do I how do I create and keep up with creating so much content? Yeah, that, that's a great question. You know, you don't you don't really have to overthink it. Forty five four to five minutes a day, really. I mean, people want those golden nuggets. They want uh, those insights, and and you have those inside of you, and you may not know it, yeah. um, but just read and meditate with your Bible in the morning, and I'm sure that you will have something that you could give someone in a four to five minute uh, audio recording. Uh, and that, that really touches people's lives and it gives them that, um, you know, it gives them that inspiration, that hope that they're looking for every day. And so it's, it doesn't need to be this highly produced uh, 45 minute, 50 minute piece of content. It can be four to five minutes. Right. Yeah. So tell us, uh, as we close, tell us how we can find you. How can we get involved? So uh, there's two ways. One, uh, pray.com slash partnerships. Uh, you can reach out to us to add your content into the pray.com app or join us on Pray Radio. Uh, you can also email me personally uh, at matt, M-A-T-T, at pray.com. So pretty, pretty simple. We'd love to take care of you and partner with you uh, to add your incredible content to the platform. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. Hey guys, thanks so much for hanging out this week. It really is a team effort to put on uh, this podcast to produce it each and every week. This week, I want to thank my friend Christian Jones for being behind the lens. Uh, also, our show is edited by AJ Schubert. Uh, it is posted and distributed by Daniel Stevanis with social media content and distribution by Jordan Crawford, Jason Bozeman, and Steve Dirks. Next week on the show, we'll be uh, sharing interviews again from SALT Conference this week. Uh, we will conclude a two-part series uh, while we're here at SALT, so more interviews to come. Uh, so thank you guys so much for hanging out. Go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.